Founder of CSMN, Kyle Milligan here. I want to first start this episode out with an apology to CSMN's Call to the Bullpen podcast hosts David Payne and Brad Zampar. Last week, Trevor and I wrongly accused them of being just Orioles fans, and they are definitely not just that. Their baseball knowledge is incredible, and they wouldn't be here at CSMN if we didn't believe in their talent and truthfulness when it comes to the game of baseball. So if you haven't already heard their podcast, go check it out. They're amazing MLB podcast that is called to the bullpen. Find it on our website at capitalsportsmn.com. Shout out, David. Shout out, Brad. Keep working, guys. You're doing great. Start spreading the news. Welcome to episode eight of Start Spreading the News. Founder of CSMN, Kyle Milligan here. Start Spreading the News is presented by Capital Sports Media Network. From high school to the pros, CSMN is the capital region's home for everything sports. There are plenty of unfortunates to talk about after that disaster of a week for the New York Yankees. But just to add on to, you know, the terrible week that you're already having, that I'm already having, that Trevor's already having... We don't have Trevor today. He is away for the holiday weekend. I'll be running the show today. It's going to be a quick one, but it's still a loaded episode. A lot of speaking from the heart is going to happen today. Someone needed to come on the air today and give off the frustration. Speak for all the Yankees fans out there that have so much criticism to give and so many nightmares this week because of our lame squad and the week they had. So let's first get started with a few things around CSMN. Big news we have a new website it is up it is awesome it's truly an incredible look and very user-friendly big shout out to csmen media manager jaron frangi for all of his hard work he puts in on our website and on social media to give our followers the best visuals we can possibly provide so if you already have gotten the chance to check out our website let us know what you think and if you haven't already go check it out it's capital sports mn.com great stuff there last week i wrote a very meaningful and from the heart Letter to the Hall of Fame basketball player and incredible man himself, Kobe Bryant. That is out now for all of you to check out on our website. And we have two new Section 2 sports stories out from our Section 2 writers, Megan LaPlante and Russell Phoenix, featuring Kelsey Higgins of Shenandoah Softball and Jordan Prue of CBA Soccer, two incredible athletes here in the Capital Region. Let's move on to Yankees baseball. That's why we're here, I guess, right? And well, not... Not your ideal week for the New York Yankees by any means. Here's an update on your AL East standings. Tampa Bay Rays are 34-20. and 20. They're in first place. Boston Red Sox follow that up at second place with 32-20. and 20. The New York Yankees sit at third place at 29-24. and 24. The Toronto Blue Jays are in fourth at 27-25. and 25. And the Baltimore Orioles are in the basement at 17-36. and 36. Not going to do a long and detailed recap for these past games like Trevor does for you because I'm sure... You just don't want to relive all of them again, but it was embarrassing. You know, the Yankees sit at third place here after, you know, what was a good week before this and, you know, just a a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad week. There's no other way to put it besides, you know, getting into the explicit territory, but we won't do that for you. Game one, we started at home against the Blue Jays where the disaster of a week started. Kluber after three innings, two earned runs, left the game with shoulder tightness. More on that later, but let's... What's important to know is the Yankees ended up losing. The bullpen gave up four more runs, and the offense could only get two runners across home plate. Yankees lose the first game of the week, 6-2. In game two, the next day, Wednesday, we had a rainout, actually, and what an ugly week it was 
all around New York, from New York City to upstate New York. With all the rain and the 40-degree weather, it was just a very yucky week. This made Thursday a doubleheader against the Blue Jays in Game 2 of this series and Game 1 of the doubleheader. Domingo Herman pitched very well. I mean, he finished, I wouldn't say very well. He pitched well. He, he finished with five and two-thirds innings pitched, two earned runs, but those two earned runs were enough to hold the lead because the Yankees' offense had two hits in the whole game. This came against Alec Manoa, a Blue Jays prospect who made his debut and absolutely shoved it down the throat of the Yankees' lineup. Miguel Andujar had the only two hits of the game. Some notable bad games came from DJ, an incredible MLB debut in Yankee Stadium, but this was an embarrassment of a performance by the New York Yankees hitters, and I won't just put it on DJ. I mean, Judge went 0 for 3, DJ went 0 for 2, Torres went 0 for 3, just to name a few. Everyone went 0 for, I mean, just, once again, an incredible debut for Manoa. Kudos to him, but you can't you can't let that happen to you. You just can't. That, that was embarrassing for me as a fan, and I'm sure, I am sure, them as a player. In the second game, of the day and last game of the series, Jordan Montgomery took the mound and went four and two-thirds innings pitched, three earned runs. Not a great game, but that, along with the Yankees' bullpen, was enough for the hitters who woke up and put five runs on the board. DJ with a two-hit game. Gary Sanchez with also a two-hit game. Yankees win the game five to two, lose the series two to one. The Yankees travel to Detroit now to take on the Tigers, feeling relieved of not getting swept by the Toronto Blue Jays. It's always nice showing up to Detroit who are one of the worst teams in the league, especially when you're trying to figure things out like the Yankees, especially when Garrett Cole is set to take the mound too. Cole went six innings, one earned, and five Ks, a below-average game for his standards, but the Yankees had a good chance to win. When he came out of the game, the bullpen shut it down for the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning in this order. Wandy Peralta, or as Trevor likes to call him, Wandy. Chad Green and Chapman Odor had a four-hit day. Judge had a two-hit day, but the Yankees only scored two runs. After the Yankees were up two runs in the 10th inning, Boone decided against sending Chapman out there on the mound in the 10th to close the game. Instead, he went to Justin Wilson, who blew the save and ended up with the loss, giving up two runs and a walk-off home run while at it. Yankees dropped the first game of the series. The second game was ugly. You know, you could argue... They were all ugly, but the Yankees had absolutely no life whatsoever in this game. They had three hits total, one run scored, 12 strikeouts. Davey Garcia was called upon to get a start. He went four and one-thirds while giving up four runs. Not a great start, and Detroit's six runs felt like 20 to a Yankees team who looked like they completely forgot how to swing a bat with any other purpose besides hitting a home run. Yankees fall down in the series 0-2. to In Game 3 yesterday to close out the week, the Yankees looked dead once again. Detroit managed to score six runs to Yankees pitchers who just haven't gotten many opportunities this year. Mike King in absence of Kluber, Nestor Cortez, and Nick Nelson. The Yankees could only push across two runs on nine hits and made three big errors while at it. Frustration showed on the bench, especially from Glaber Torres as Detroit went on to beat the Yankees 6-2, concluding their series sweep. The first time the Yankees had been swept by Detroit since May of 2000 in that series, Andy Pettit, Clemens, and David Cohn pitched. So that tells you, you know, you know what that team was full of. A one in five week for the Yankees, atrocious baseball to put it nicely as possible. Here's the manager of our ball club after this week of horrible baseball. Aaron Boone, why don't you go ahead, take the mic. Aaron, what's your level of frustration based on what you've seen from this team this series? Um incredibly. This is just a bad ending to a terrible weekend. 
and we got to get better. How do you do that? How do you go about trying to get the most out of your players? Like every day, the, the grind, the conversations we've got to have, uh, where we need to make some necessary adjustments. Um, those will be all things we talk about and hammer out. I'm overly different than we always do. Uh, try and be a bit as vigilant as we can, but we gotta, we gotta, we're better than this, and we need to, we need to be better. Why do you think they've been kind of unresponsive this weekend? Oh, I haven't hit for the most part. I mean, so you know that that you know we haven't bounded enough and scored enough runs to to win ball games, and uh, you know we're certainly capable of it. And, uh, you know, so that starts, starts with me and, 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 and the coaching staff and making sure we're putting these guys in the best position to be successful. Not hitting aside, there were errors this afternoon, base running mistakes. Do you think the team is unfocused? Um, I think, I think we prepare well, we obviously need to do a little bit better, obviously, because we've had a handful of these games we I feel like we put a lot of these mistakes you know especially defensively behind us um so defensively speaking this has been an outlier but you know some of the base running mishaps that you know still continue to happen a little bit too much we've got to get better and all we can do is address them and try and educate as best we can um but that part of the game needs to be cleaned up Brendan Cuddy you have the next question Aaron, yesterday when you were asked about what potential changes you could make to the lineup, you mentioned how this is the roster you've got. Uh, this roster you've got, is this good enough? And can it be good enough to turn this all around? It's absolutely good enough. I mean, we had a bad weekend. Let's As pissed off as I am, and as we should be by the way we played, it's a bad weekend. We need to turn the page. We have an important homestand coming up against some really good opponents and yes you're absolutely good enough and we need to figure it out and find a way to play cleaner baseball more consistently because we're about to go up against some really good teams <sighs> i let you guys listen to that whole interview almost because i think it's very important you know the words that he say and i, and I know a lot of you get mad by boone's words and just you know because they're the same you know it gets cliche but what else is the guy supposed to say you know, at this point, like, he looks lost. Like, he's managing a team that can't put the ball in play. He's managing a team that time after time, year after year, they just don't pull through in the situations that they need to pull through in. You can blame it as much as you want on Aaron Boone and his interviews and the way he deals with the injuries and stuff, but it's just the team from top to bottom. It's the, it's the I want to say it's the organization. Something's wrong. From head to toe, let's go over some topics. Kluber is out for at least two months with a right shoulder injury. The throwing shoulder can't catch a break. <sighs> this guy, I mean, this is three years now. This is three years in a row now for Kluber with injuries, and you, you just feel bad for him. He was pitching great. You know, he had the no-hitter, but not only the no-hitter um, was incredible, but just the way he was going about, you know, his starts and, and the way he carried himself in that locker room, it's just you hate to see a guy get injured like that and not be around in the clubhouse and definitely on the mound every fifth day. That's going to hurt. That's going to hurt very bad. The Yanks need him. He's been amazing for them every fifth day. You can rely on him to go out there, give you innings, and 
you know, you know, he, he was having trouble with command early in the season. Still, still not to where he was. Even at, even you know, right up to that no hitter, he wasn't at where he wanted to be in terms of command. And he seemed like he really did just find that. And this Blue Jays game, he just had shoulder soreness. So, you know, they're being very cautious. But this is an injury. It's a serious shoulder injury, and you gotta hope he can be back for the stretch run. You know, of, of course. You want this guy, you know, you want this strong too, if he's healthy, back for the stretch run. They need him. The The Yankees desperately need Corey Kluber. Voight to the 10-day DL, expected to be out at least a few weeks with oblique issues. Frustrated for this guy, coming off two good seasons and one last year was a serious MVP candidate. I mean, he's having a lot of health problems this year. He's got the foot injury, which led him to being held him out for the beginning of the season. And then now with the oblique, you have to hope he will be good. First base is definitely not a strong place on this roster. It is not a strong place on this roster. And without Voight in that lineup, it's very scary. Very, very scary. I mean, who do you put there? You feel comfortable with DJ there, but then you got to put somewhere, some someone somewhere else. Right, DJ is the most comfortable you feel there. He's not a first baseman. You know, you want him to play second. You know, you want him to play third. You don't want him at first. You, you don't. You want a guy that's going to be able to go out there every day and just void. You know, on the 10 day IL, you got to hope that he comes back strong. And you got to, he was struggling since he came back. So hopefully, uh, you know, he figures things out. He is having a kid. Congratulations to Luke Void on that. Luke Void's a very big part of this team. And, you know, it's really him or no one else at first, it feels like. So hopefully he comes back and he's good to go. I'm very frustrated. You can tell. You can hear it in my voice. I'm very frustrated. I don't even know what to say. I'm saying all the wrong things. I'm sorry about that. But it's just frustration. It's it's total frustration. I'm totally lost. You know, not as lost as our hitters are in the box, but I'm totally lost of words to say. I came out here and, you know, tried to give you guys a good episode because you deserve one. But it's it's, you know, it's. The Yankees are playing bad baseball right now. And like Aaron Boone did just say, you know, it's a bad weekend. It is. You know, let's let's turn the page. But it's hard to turn the page when we keep rewriting the same chapter. It really is. And it's been the same chapter over and over again since 2017. We can all remember that one. Shout out to the Houston Asterix. Stan's struggling right now since return from his injury. His last seven games, 26 at-bats, three hits, 14 strikeouts, and a 115 average, not good, not good at all. You know, if if I wanted to read you the last seven games of every hitter in the lineup, you probably wouldn't be satisfied besides maybe Judge. It's not good for Stanton since getting back from the injured list, but at the same time, everyone's struggling, so you got to hope he'll pull through soon and turn turn the corner here for these divisional games. Now, Boone taking out Chapman, I want to I want to discuss this real quick. Boone taking out Chapman after the ninth in that game, going to struggling Justin Wilson instead, you know, that had a lot to do with Chapman being sick. You know, he hadn't pitched in, I think, five or six straight days. You weren't going to go out there and ask two of him when you don't do that, really, until September, October, start getting him ready for that, you know, that playoff push where he's going to be very, very, you know, involved. He's going to be pitching every day with a day off here and there, you know, maybe multiple innings per game in the playoffs. You just didn't really see this happening in in late May. You know, I I definitely didn't think 
that was a good idea. We had a chat in the CSMN baseball chat. A lot of guys thought that Chapman should have been back out there in the 10th. What I'm saying is that, you know, yes, Justin, Justin Wilson was struggling, but, you know, there was really no one else to go to. So it was either Chapman or Justin Wilson. And, you know, Aaron Boone continues to trust in his guys no matter what their numbers are. He's made that very clear, which I think is the right thing to do to a certain extent. You know, Justin Wilson, you know, has had problems this year, but he's not, like, incapable of pitching. He's obviously not as capable as Chapman. Anyway, he was having a great season, beyond great season. But, you know, he's just getting back from being sick. You're not going to ask two out of them right there. You want it's for Chapman's for the long haul. He's pitching great this season. You don't want to take that away from him by sticking him out there in the 10th and blowing you know, a save and maybe getting, you know, his first real uh, bad outing. So Loisica also wasn't available. Keep that in mind. He had almost 30 pitches the day before. Who's going to step up in the rotation I have written down here? Is it Davey? Is it Mike King? Definitely was not him yesterday. Couldn't pitch to lefties with that running two-seamer running right into the barrels of the bats, right over the heart of the plate every time. I couldn't stand it. You know, he's very good against righties. He's going to break a lot of bats, but he's got to figure out how to pitch the lefties because that ball is running from inside to right over the heart of the plate. And he hit two batters, so his command was off today. It, it was not good. He wasn't attacking. Very scary sight from Mike King there, who has been, you know, great this season. He's been great. He hasn't really had many starts, I think one or two. But, you know, he's been really strong. He's been a strong boy to the Yankees pitching staff, and, and yesterday was not a good day for him, you know, for an already struggling Yankees team with, you know, now – the starting pitching questions are starting to rise. You know, you have Tyone pretty much struggling this year. You know, Herman is kind of off and on. You have Davey Garcia, who's very young. And, and Garrett Cole at the top of the rotation is the only guy you don't have to ask about. But at the same time, you know, you can only do so much. You can only do some, so much. Someone else has got to step out, step up. Will it be Clark Schmidt? I mean, that seems like it's at least a month away. Who knows? And, you know, we can't wait to have Seve back, but at the same time, that's not till July. So it's like, let's figure things out sooner rather than later, you know, for this next month. I want to address the fact that our base running is terrible. It is terrible. I almost want, I almost want them to go back to, you know, maybe modified. I guess Little League. I think everything that they're doing on the base path right now, we learn not to do in Little League. So I would like them to go to a little league practice, learn how to do base running, come back, and maybe, you know, we won't get picked off. Maybe we'll win some ball games that we're not supposed to win or, you know, come out on top for a game that was really ugly, but the other team did the little, did the small things better. The Yankees ha can't do the big things. How the heck do you expect them? You know, they, they can't do the small things. I'm sorry. How are, how are they supposed to hit the long ball? How are they supposed to come together and celebrate wins if they can't, if they can't run the bases? They can't hit the cutoff. Clint Frazier, again yesterday, I, like like Trevor and I have mentioned before, he just throws the ball. He doesn't care where it's going. You know, he tried to cut Miguel Cabrera down at home, but he didn't really have a shot there. Miguel was already, you know, he had stolen because it was 3-2 from first, and he was the ball was in the gap, and he was there easily. You know, Clint Frazier throws a ball, I guess, to show off his arm, which he already knows the throw is going to be way late, and then the runner gets a you know an unearned triple. Just frustrating little league stuff. And, and you know, from base runnings to hitting the cutoff, the Yankees just can't do it and they can't catch a break. The Yankees were 0 for 19 at one point during this Detroit series with runners in scoring position. That's bad. At that point, let's just bunt every time. We'll, we'll score, 
you know, we'll put more runs on the board than, you know, striking out every time. It's just, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Not good. Esteban Florial, Yankees top outfield prospect, was called up during the doubleheader. He played in his second game and went one for three with a strikeout. And then he was sent right back down after the game. The Yankees want him to have more time. You know, with injuries being a big factor of Esteban Florial's career, in his minor league career anyway, not having much hype around himself. You don't really hear that name as often as you should because, you know, of the injuries. And they don't want they want him to see more triple-A level pitching before they call him up again. They don't think he's ready. Clearly, they don't think he's ready. They just ran out of options. You know, other than Florial, you know, he was our only option at that point. And that's why we saw him last week. They were absolutely desperate for outfielders with Hicks out, um, with some other injuries in there. They don't want Judge playing in um, the outfield every day. They don't want Brett Gardner. He's 37. They don't want him in center field every day. Uh, Mike Talkman's gone. So they have a real outfield issue that needs to be addressed before the trade deadline. And I think Cashman will, but you know, how good can we really address that position? Speaking of the outfield, Hicks is officially on the 60 day IO, which will most likely end his season. Uh, not much to say about Hicks. He had a really bad year, bad start to a year that is now finished, which kind of sucks, but that's a switch hitting, you know, everyday center fielder that you just lost. No matter how bad his numbers are, that's not a good, that's not a positive thing for the Yankees. Talkman making some game-saving home run robbing plays in San Francisco. That had to hurt a lot of Yankee fans. I know it hurt me. I know it hurt Trevor. And Trevor, anytime something good happens for Talkman, just sends it in our start spreading the news chat. And it's, you know, it's tough. It's it's not fun to watch a guy that, you know, lit up our dugout, lit up everything about the Yankees, had, a, you know, the sock man. You know, he was a very good a player for the Yankees, even if, you know, the numbers weren't always there. He was just a guy that you just loved having on the roster. And now he's not, he's in San Francisco and he's an everyday starter, just like he deserves. But you know what he would be today? He'd, he would be an everyday starter for the New York Yankees. And he's not <sighs> kind of hurts. We got some big games coming up. We got to get it together. You know, we have this, we'll get into a look ahead a little bit later, but I put this here in topics because we have to have something positive. We have to know that our next seven games are divisional games and we can turn this thing around. We can right the ship like we already have before this season. We can do it. It's just going to take a full roster. It's going to take a full lineup. It's going to take hitting with runners in scoring position. It's going to take good base running. It's going to take quality pitching. It's going to take game-saving plays. It's going to take all that to win these both these series. And we need to see it because we need to be happy. We need to have a better episode next week. That's why. We have some questions of the week at Berkeley Five Mixtapes. Who had the worst contract, Carl Pavano or A.J. Burnett? So I'm not the huge contract guy. Trevor is here. He likes to break down all the contracts and stuff. Um, you know, I like the numbers, but contracts I'm not too big into. I think it's very hard to put a value on someone's money because, you know, they mean a lot more than just numbers. But I thought A.J. Burnett did everything he could in his career. You know, I thought he did struggle there at times, but – you know, A.J. Burnett always didn't have great, um, from what I remember, the Yankees would never score when he pitched. And that was tough to see because A.J. Burnett was once a stud. I mean, he finished his career in uh, Pittsburgh. But, you know, for those, you know, I think he had, I want to say, four years with the Yankees. I guess not great years, but... I mean, it it seems like A.J. Burnett was always a solid guy, you know, someone that you could at least, you know, trust to some certain extent. Uh, you expected more out of him, but I'm going to have to go with Pavano here because, you know, his numbers are just 
a whole lot worse. And, um, you know, the Yankees will take a shot. And I don't think they regret, to be honest with you, I don't think Cashman regrets any of his contracts or anyone, you know, any GM in the league, really. Of course, they regret contracts. But, you know, when you do that contract, you're not, they're not doing it, you know, to, to put yourself in a worse position. They're doing it to make their team better. And, you know, the Yankees, although Burnett really uh, didn't live up to those expectations, the Yankees won a World Series when he played in 2009. So I'm going to have to say Carl Pavano. At Jake Hall.3, bigger need, lefty bat or lefty arm for the New York Yankees? Here I'm going to have to say lefty bat. I mean, the lineup is embarrassing. I just said 0 for 19 with runners in scoring position. You need a lefty. Mike Ford is definitely not the answer. I love Odor as a guy, as a bench player, but he's definitely not a starter in this Yankees lineup for the long haul. Definitely not in October. He's not going to be an everyday player. They need to go out and get a lefty. We discussed on last episode some lefties that we were thinking of. David Peralta got thrown out there. Joey Gallo got thrown out there on Cults of the Bullpen. So those are some ideas and some big names that I can think of anyway that would really help the Yankees. No matter what anyone else thinks about Joey Gallo, he would help the Yankees like David preaches our senior baseball correspondent here at CS men preaches that Joey Gallo just makes runs happen and he does strike out a lot and he is kind of long ball or nothing sometimes but he does get on base he has incredible on base percentage and he creates a lot of runs and the Yankees need lots of runs so I don't understand how that wouldn't be a good fit and the lefty arm you got to hope Zach Britton comes back healthy you know you have Wandy Peralta you have Chapman um, you have Montgomery, so you do have some lefty arms. You might want another one, but I'd have to say the bigger need here is definitely, you know, forget the lefty. It's just bat. You know, it's if you're if I see bat or arm, it doesn't matter what's in front or behind it. I'm picking the bat right now for the Yankees, no doubt. At Charlie Gendron nine, once again, another question from Charlie Gendron. Shout out, Charlie. Thanks for listening, man. Does Boone need to be fired after this year if we don't make the World Series? I know Trevor would love absolutely love to answer this question what he would tell you is yes 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 he's a puppet he's this he's that here's my answer if boone doesn't win the world series of course he is going to be fired but should he i don't know i think most of the blame has to go to the players once again and i can't you know see what's going to happen maybe boone makes a terrible decision that causes us the world series something but you know, just every year, year after year, a lot of people blame it on Boone. I blame it on our lack of hitting with runners in scoring position. I blame it with not being able to play small ball. I blame it by, you know, the rest of the league moving on and us staying behind. You know, we're the New York Yankees. We only hit home runs. We only do this. We do it our way or the highway. It's just not working. It hasn't worked the last four years. You know, we need to figure something out, and, and I think they will move on um, if if Boone doesn't get it done this year with his with this roster because i mean a lot of managers would be able to do so um but you know it's top to bottom it really is not all the blame can go on boone here if you watch the yankees you know that boone can do things better but you definitely know that it is not all his fault so of course boone leaves this year or gets or doesn't get re-signed this year if he does uh, i think his contract's up after this year but if if boone doesn't get a world series he is gone charlie but let me tell you you know there are much bigger things that the Yankees need to worry about than Aaron Boone right now. Our trivia of the week for Start Spreading the News last week was Babe Ruth hit his first career home home run in 1915 against which AL ball club did he hit the home run off of? The first choice was Boston Red Sox. The second choice was New York Yankees. The third choice was the Baltimore Black Sox. And the fourth choice was the Chicago Cubs. The answer 
The correct answer was the New York Yankees. So congratulations to everyone that got that one. I think it was 50% of people guessed the New York Yankees. So that is, you know, more than the others. So congratulations on that. Uh, you, you won your starts from the news trivia of the week. And this week's question, I got one for you guys. Pretty fun one here. Who is the team's all-time leader in hits? First choice is Mickey Mantle. Second choice is Derek Jeter. And third choice is Joe DiMaggio. And those are some great Yankee players. Who has the most hits, though? You'll have to see on the next episode. A look ahead. Seven-game AL East matchup homestand. Four against Tampa Bay Rays. Three against the Red Sox. Let's try to take two series. You know, you can turn things right back around if you do. A big series against the first and second place teams in our division. We are the third. We forget about this week. If we have a great week next week and the next seven games, for the love of God, let's make something happen. From high school to the pros, CSMN is the capital region's home for everything sports. This is founder of CSMN, Kyle Milligan, on Start Spreading the News. See you next week. With a full house, Trevor will be back, and maybe I'll even force him to watch some Yankee games this week. Maybe one, maybe two. Who knows? We'll see. We love you as anyway. Thank you for the support. See you next week. Hopefully it'll be a better episode. This week was disappointing. Had to put something out there for you guys. See you next week. Let's get it. What's going on, everybody? This is Kyle Milligan, founder of CSMN. Thank you so much for listening today. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Capital Sports MN and find all of our content on our website at CapitalSportsMN.com. Peace out, everyone. God bless.